SV Pod is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Welcome. It's SV Pod. Stanford Steve is here. The conference championships are set. We call it the best weekend of football. Steve, was it? Yes. To me, it is every year. Uh, I know people want close games and every game to come down in the last second, but uh, that doesn't happen. So Mostly I'm sorry not. To people that want every game to be a great, great game because you're taking time out of your schedule to watch it. Therefore, you think you deserve to be on the edge of your seat <laughs> for 60 minutes yeah. of every game. It's it's mind boggling to me. I have superlatives to hand out. Well, that's superlatives. Just sort of a quick. It's it's a way to just sort of get into each game and then move on. Okay. Um, I would say Kansas City's result was the most predictable the most expected um all credit to Mahomes for figuring it out on one ankle um interesting storyline I mean he'll play I'm certain in what capacity don't know it's an interesting thing to to consider all week because high ankle sprains I mean you know better than I and you played through a lot but that's that's difficult it it constrains you a bit right and that's one of the things that makes him so dangerous is his ability to run and extend plays and whatever else but more on that in a minute. I'd say that was the most sort of predictable result. I'd say Philadelphia's uh, performance was the most dominating. I believe that uh, San Francisco's was the most sort of true to their identity. Um, a fantastic suffocating defense performance, just enough on offense. And I think the most impressive, hands down, by a lot, was Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And I want to start with them. Mm-hmm. Because what they did was really eye-opening. And I guess part of it is Buffalo. And part of it's that I think, no, I know that my uh, respect for Sean McDermott grew this year in how he handled that situation with DeMar Hamlin. And I really like Josh Allen as a guy. Makes mistakes, makes big plays. I just like him. He's not the best quarterback in the league, but I'd be psyched if he was my quarterback. <laughs> um, I love the Bills Mafia. They've been through it. Their loyalty, their passion is is insane. And maybe when, when I said in winners on Thursday, I'm having a hard time this week because all year long I've said how much I love Cincinnati because I do. I had to pick. It's like it's like when Chris Long had to pick between me and Marcillo. And I think... <laughs> I, mean, I think in retrospect we know who he picked and it wasn't me. It's okay. Mm. It's all right. It's, it's all fine. Right. It's fine. He may really he chose you. Um, and, and that's mm. e- even better choice. But I said I picked Buffalo. Cincinnati had 30 first downs. Mm-hmm. 30. They got the ball to start the game. You're in the snow globe. Damar Hamlin's in the building. The script has been written. Buffalo's going to the AFC championship in Atlanta, unrelated. Actually, real quick, can we this whole neutral site championship game? That take that idea and flush it down the toilet because that's Please. where it belongs. With yes, poop. it's a These guys play for a reason all season to earn play in the, front of their home crowd the, in the biggest game of the year. Single biggest chip you can earn in sports Good is home is home field in the NFL for a championship game. Oh, we're going to go to Atlanta. Shut up. The NFL is going to make a lot of money. They already make billions. Just Yeah, how much more them. do you want? Exactly. Shut up. Ridiculous idea. 
All right, back to the conversation. You go into that situation in Buffalo, you get the football and you score in 320. Mm. Right down the field. Get a stop, score again. Fellas, we're going to be here all day. We sign up for 60, okay? Mm-hmm. Eight yards they hold Buffalo to in the first quarter. Eight. Again, 31st downs. I think they punted twice. They were dominating. Their defense was dominating. Their O-line with three guys out didn't make any difference. Joe Burrow, is a, his, his, his wallet is the brown one in the bag, okay? Mm. You know what it says on it. He's that guy. And think about this, Steve. He's a game away from this four-year run. Historic national championship season at LSU where they obliterate everything in their path. Go number one, wreck your knee against Washington late in the regular season, come back the next year, go to the Super Bowl through Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, come back the next year, do it again through Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. That would be Joe Burrow's four-year run. <laughs> That's outrageous. <Hold> my drink. <laughs> That's outrageous behavior. Yeah. And and that's who he is. And it's more than just him, obviously. Uh, and and that's a that was a, an incredible collaborative effort. But if underline if cuz Kansas City's formidable, but if Cincinnati does that and there is still this weird, I think, residual thing that hangs around cuz it's the Bengals and they're not the Browns historically. They've been to Super Bowls. But and they and they were they were fine under Andy Dalton. They were kind of mm-hmm. they were they made the playoffs. They just couldn't win, which yep. makes them kind of like the Cowboys. Although they mm-hmm. weren't treated that way, are they? No. Uh, but it's still this. Yeah, they're the Bengals. You're not quite the Ravens or the Steelers in your own division. Eh, we just kind of dismiss you. Not anymore. That that was the most impressive performance. What do you got mm-hmm. for me on that? No doubt. I the one thing I will say is. I think in this day and age where everybody's, you know, a, a couch quarterback and has the ability to, to stop the TV, rewind it, you know, comment on this, critique this. You talked about Cincinnati and at growing up, they were a laughing stock. You know, they had a year with Boomer, they went to the Super Bowl, and you know, they were we never saw them come over the top. They played the Steelers a couple times in the playoffs. They weren't gonna beat them. So I I feel like this coaching staff really deserves a lot of credit. I know Burrow's great. They made made a decision to take Jamar Chase, and they got crushed for that at the beginning because everybody said, how do you you not protect your quarterback? You know, Penny Sewell's right there. Mm -hmm. They took Jamar Chase, and boy, has that worked out for them. Because when I watched that game yesterday, you talked about the attitude they had they were so well prepared for everything. That first drive, they knew exactly what Buffalo was going to do. They moved Chase into the backfield. Buffalo didn't have an answer to that. And then when he's not in the backfield, you know, th- they move guys around. And then guess who's wide open in the middle of the field for the first touchdown? Jamar Chase. Chase. Yeah. So I look at this team, and I, I'll, I'll, I feel like I've said it a bunch this year. I wasn't there with Buffalo. Everybody wanted to pencil them in. Yeah, you're and, right. And I just I wasn't there. And I think it all showed out yesterday. Cincinnati has better weapons. They're better offense. You're right. And when I get you could say what you want, whether they're down but Bills are down 14 nothing yesterday, and people say, All right, well, you gotta throw the playbook out. I don't believe that. I still think there's enough time. 
But you can't continue to go into these games, especially of this magnitude, and have your quarterback be your leading rush attempt guy. You can't, you, you can't do it no, unless he's unless he's a Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen is plenty effective as a runner. But you you can't do that. So I I look at that. I mean, the throw he makes to Gabe Davis is right there. That could be a game changer. Uh, dropping a great play by the DB. But when you look at it in totality, Cincinnati was better prepared. They played better, and their big guys played way better than the than, than the Bills' big guys. And, and I, everybody wanted to talk about the offensive line and the injuries on Cincinnati. They used that to their advantage because what they did in in bringing guys in the in you know in a tight formation and then just creating easy blocks for these guys that don't have a lot of experience and running the ball outside. That is really, really good stuff, and that's creativeness from a coaching staff, and that's why I think they they deserve a ton of credit. And I said about Sean McDermott, and I meant it, but Zach Taylor's right there because Zach Taylor was every bit as empathetic that Monday night. And by the way, their team got the shortest end of the whole deal with with that, that game not being no played. And I said it a thousand times, but I'm going to say it every time. Did it matter that they played? Not as much as Tamar Hamlin, obviously. But as we said in this space... I thought that game had to be figured out because it mattered so much. And because if you don't play it, then someone's just sort of like, yeah, sorry. And that, yeah, sorry was Cincinnati. And they played Baltimore. And in retrospect, Steve, how about the Ravens? Baltimore held Cincinnati to fewer yards in a game than the Bengals had Sunday against the Bills in a yeah. half. Think about that. And they're a yard away from almost certainly winning because the Bengals couldn't do anything in the second half against the Ravens, nothing. And <laughs> you get a touchdown there and my God, it's Baltimore. Like the whole, the whole thing's different, but look, that's plays are made, man. This is the time of year when plays get made and um, Cincinnati made a play and they made a day's worth of plays against Buffalo, which made what they did the most impressive over the weekend to me. Um, I thought, I thought again, I thought Mahomes ability to be out there was I mean, heroic in the construct of football. <laughs> it's not heroic in the terms of life, but every, everyone understands that. I got to stop making qualifiers for everything. You know what the f- I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, honestly, um, it, the guys out there on one ankle, out. guys out there on one ankle making plays. And do they win without him? I don't know. They went 98 with Henny. It was, it was a hell of a drive from Chad Henny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Kelsey on with um, with McAfee uh, and Hawk on their show. And just talking about Henny being a professional. And um, that's what it's about, right? Just show up, do your job, be ready. If it's time, all right, I'm here. All right, oh, we got the ball at the two? All right, I'll run it. Touchdown. Um, again, it's Arrowhead, and again, it's Cincinnati. That that point spread really tells you two things. Respect for Cincinnati, which is earned. They played them three times in the last year and a half. They've won every game. Mm-hmm. It also tells you that the book's like, what do we got on at Mahomes' ankle. What are, we, what are we looking at there? What kind of intel can we get between now uh, and Sunday? Obviously, it's a massive, massive part of the storyline. Yes. Again, I, I feel like kind of gloss over Kansas City because it's sort of the storyline that we've seen the most, and we're pretty familiar with, with, with what they do. Uh, Andy Reid gets to win number 20 in his in his uh, postseason career. 20 and 16, really good. Just it's interesting when you frame it. I was looking this up. Coach Joe, Joe Gibbs here in Washington when when they were the Redskins and when they were good. He went 17 and 7 in the playoffs. How's that? <laughs> they were they were special for a period of time there. Our NFC East rivals from Philadelphia, the most dominating performance. They ran it down the Giants throat to the tune of 268. 268. Yep. 
And I guess maybe you could say that was the most predictable result um, because when they played in the regular season in uh, at the Meadowlands home game for the Giants, the Eagles scored 48 on them. They played, I thought, look, all credit to the Giants, all credit to Daniel Jones for the year they had. They went on the road and they beat Minnesota. There's a reason everyone doubted Minnesota all year. Their yep. defense stunk, period. End of story. And the Giants went up there and lit them up indoors. All credit. They won the game. Philly's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. let, me know, let, me, let me know when you got a good grip because <laughs> we'll start squeezing on you. Uh, and that sets up a fascinating game with San Francisco. Um, mm. Really, really interesting because you talk identity and game plan and we're going to do what we do and just mm -hmm. worry about who we are. Uh, San Francisco is going to show up saying that. And I think Philadelphia just stares right back and says, okay, let's go. That's a fascinating everything matchup. Organizational matchup, fascinating to me. A um, lot, lot, and lot on the table there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like Sirianni, I I've tried my best to, to. I laughed at the flowers bit last year. I thought the dude mm -hmm. was out like from outer space. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing, and he had it. Man, they had the grease hot Saturday night, and he was feeling himself and feeling it, and like that's a confident cat. Appreciate that. So Shanahan, mm -hmm. you know. So Shanahan. Yeah. And with and and by the way, with good reason. And they enter on a 12-game heater. Philly enters as the one seed. And both of them are bullies. And it's just, all right, let's see who's the bigger bully. Love that game. Absolutely. I call it a double chin strap game, okay. Scott. Because you mean buckle up and then rebuckle up? Yeah, because if you ever played and you got your block knocked off and your chin strap <laughs> buckled, you yeah. feel like you're naked. You really like it's a feeling that is it's scary because you're like, what the hell happened? I know I got Scott debacled, but what is going on? Because your helmet's free and you're like, what the hell? And uh, you you might need a double chin strap. You might need an extra one. You might it might break in this game mm -hmm. because of the physicality. And you mentioned all the good stuff we have, the personality of Sirianni and the way Shanahan has that flat brim and he's, you know, patrolling the sidelines. And then you got D'Amico Ryans, who's going to have his de his defense coached up like wild dogs that are going to travel and Warriors. love to go on the road. <laughs> and then you talk about those people that are going to be there early. Philadelphia, go down Wawa, get a Hagee, <laughs> get ready for a night game. <laughs> Come on. Delco in the building. I think there'll be more liquids than the hoagies. Uh, but that's, that's true. But you can get that got, a I think it was last year, week two, 17-11 was the game. Obviously, that's not the offense uh, Philly has now. But the biggest, I talked about it last week, the biggest factor in these playoffs to me was with this new format that I'm just not used to is. You hate it. Just so it's fine. You hate I it. I do. And only the one seed's getting buys. You don't know how they're going to come out. Philly, we talked about it. Hadn't seen him full strength for a month. What were they going to look out? They were ready to go. They were they were holding him back, and they came out, smelt blood, and they they got after a division rival. And on the other side, you have a team that just they, they don't care. You could cut their head off, and they're still going to show up to Philadelphia because they love, love being this type of team. Uh, that defense is going to travel. That physicality is going to travel. And it's going to be a last man standing because Philly's going to try and do their thing with the run game. And the Niners are going to do the same thing. The Eagles, I think it's, I think I read 70 sacks and that's like third all time with that defensive front of, of Philly's. Mm -hmm. So 
that that's the match. The, the, the matchups on both offensive line versus defensive line on both sides are really, really big boy stuff. And I will say, I thought the Dallas offensive line held up well enough to win. And what happens with that? It's the things everybody sees. Dak doesn't play well. And the Pollard injury is huge. That's a factor into that, too, because that's your number one outlet. But I thought Dallas's guys up front really, really hung in there against the guys, uh, you know, Armstead and Bosa and, and those guys that just come at you from every different angle. So I do give the edge to Philly. And I think the ultimate, uh, whatever you want to call it, factor, uh, difference maker is Jalen Hurts. I think he is is the guy that is the difference in this game uh, in Philly uh, Sunday. We'll get to Dallas in a minute. The, the do we have to? Yes, we do. Okay. The Purdy in Philly on this stage talking point slash just I mean the, just that that element of the game will be discussed all week long as it should be because you think Hertz is the X factor. I. I where I would disagree is that I, I think he's more of a known entity. I think I, I I'd be I'd be surprised if I didn't get high level stuff out of him because I've seen it more often. Purdy mm-hmm. and Philly in this a game away from the Super Bowl, he hasn't looked normal yet. But this is this just feels this feels different because it is because you're 60 minutes away from the biggest game in American sports. And the one thing I I I, I went back and I looked at it. I just did a Google search, Purdy confident, because we had Christian McCaffrey on with us on mm-hmm. Sunday night, and he's like, he's a confident guy. And every single person describes him that way, which makes me think that from the minute he got there, last man picked, Mr. Irrelevant, he and and as people talked about in camp, they're raving about the guy. But listen, every year there's dudes in camp that people are raving about. You take a flyer on somebody in your fantasy draft because you've read, oh, man, I read that they really like this wide receiver out of out of the Mac. Been getting some gobbles. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, they like Purdy. Well, all credit to him and to the 49ers. They moved on from Garoppolo but didn't trade him. Lance is the guy, breaks his ankle. Here comes Garoppolo. Then Garoppolo gets hurt. Purdy comes in, hasn't missed a beat, hasn't lost a game. And that's that's amazing. That's really amazing. And it's speaks to his preparedness, his belief in himself, the fact that what they've got around him. Oh, we got McCaffrey here. Oh, cool. We got Kittle there. Oh, we got Debo over here. Oh, by the way, we have Ayuk, who's like, whatever. Then we have more. I can keep going. But you've got a lot of weapons that we can lean on to lean into. And then we have a defense that is going to turn you over and probably isn't going to give up 20-something points, uh, which is what made that Seattle game really kind of interesting because Seattle was out there getting some until the turnover mm-hmm. it was one-score game. But Philadelphia's defense and and the the kind of game this is going to be, this is the, if he's going to blink, this feels like the spot. And if he doesn't, then I think it's does he have to be great for it to be quote unquote his team? No, I think he showed you enough to believe that moving forward the Niners have a nice problem on their hand. But I if if he's if he's got blink in him, this spot would certainly give you the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if he will. I don't know if he will. I'm going to probably have to grind it out between now and Thursday and try to figure out what do I what do I like? Mm-hmm. Because these are because these four teams invite you to to really be on board. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Flip a, flip a coin. Go. Okay. I'm going to pick the Bengals and um and the Niners. Like, all right. I'll ride with both road dogs. I can mm-hmm. see that. 
fine. We'll get two weeks worth of. And then Joe Montana went 92 yards and said, hey, there's John Candy. Yep, that happened. <laughs> yep, I heard the story a couple times. Um, or it's Kansas City and San Francisco part two. Or it's Cincinnati and Philadelphia, which I got nothing, but it's Burroughs for the second year in a row. And, you know, here's Hertz with a chance. Mm. Uh, I don't know. There's, it's, it's, you've got, you got, four, you got four excellent teams. Doesn't, doesn't feel like there's an accident in the bunch. You know what I mean? No, and that's... What was it? Two months ago, when I said there was, I thought you called it top three teams could win multiple games. I didn't think anybody else. I mean, we weren't going to get a Cinderella story this year uh, because I do think those teams are on their own tier. All four of these teams were in that tier that I had them in. So when you look at it, I, you know, as you forecast and people want to know who you like and this and that, I will say I think Kansas City is going to look a lot different because with their offense and what they like to do. Think about all the times where he's scrambling or he rolls out. You're not going to get any of that. He's not going to be able to do it. So, well then they're going to they they're going to have to lean into all of the genius of Reed and all of and yep. pull out every trick they got because so much of what makes him dangerous is that. He's yep. the best off-schedule quarterback in the NFL right now by a mm-hmm. lot. And I mean, he's really good when it's when it's on time, but I think he's just peerless when it comes to oh first option second option oh let's start running around in circles and see what happens oh zing Mm -hmm. so the play action stuff i think is going to be different if any uh because he he can't he's not going to be able to do that stuff and be on schedule to throw as you just pointed out so what do they do when they're down their own two yard line turned around and handed it off that offensive line is plenty capable so I think you're going to see a simplified run game. I think you're going to see some double teams up front. You're going to get some some inside zone stuff. Those guys are are, are plenty capable mm-hmm. of with the way Pacheco is. So by the way, shout still... to that shout to that guy. He runs with absolute. Oh. I mean, he's the most furious runner. Shout to Kyle Brandt and Good Morning Football and the you know the the scepter and angry runs. It's just Pacheco every play should mm-hmm. be carrying the scepter, truly. I, I, he, I mean, he, when he got loose there late in the game to kind of put it away, it's just, he runs like there's a billion dollars at the goal line. And if he gets there, he gets it every single time. I love it. Seventh round pick. Now this is where you could say, see, that's why you take a guy in the seventh round. Well, I guess that's why you take a guy like that in the seventh round. That was just opportunity meets, meets, you know. Uh, preparation, I suppose, but I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I just think I just love the way that dude runs. It's it's um feels unique. I mean, sure, there's hard runners. Pacheco is the most furious no, runner there's, in the league. You want you want torso strength, you want high knees, you want a stiff arm, you want elbows. He's got it all. Every bit uh, of it. So I, I think you know, we've made plenty of you know, every week with Hasselback, it feels like we were talking about a new piece of that offense because you know, after losing Tyreek Hill, because that's what everybody wanted to talk about in the offseason, how they would do it. Well, they showed they have plenty of guys they could get the ball to. Mm-hmm. I thought Cincinnati, uh, or I know Cincinnati in that first game really wanted to do something against Kelsey, and they took him away in the first half of that game. So, what does that look like now? Kansas City has some tape, they could read, you know, have some answers to that. So I, I just think you're going to get a different look Kansas City thing, um, but you still got 15 there, and oh, he's, man. he is it's the hardest thing in the world on third downs. <laughs> and get it, getting him out the field feels like he should get like a ribbon. But could. then you think about the confidence Cincinnati has. Look what they did in the second half last year of that AFC title game. 
time after time after time they got him off the field. And that's that's some stuff in there where Cincinnati knows, you know what? We've done this before. That's We've- what I was that's what I want to ask you because this is what this is what I kept thinking about today, making making jotting things down to talk about and ask you about. We talk a lot about this in sports, about a team that thinks it can win, right? And if anyone frames it this week that you know Cincinnati's going to go in here believing they can win. Cincinnati's going to go in there thinking they're going to. Yes. There's a big ass difference in believing you could and thinking you're going to. Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati went to Buffalo and stared into the blizzard and Bills Mafia yep. and the storylines and the script and said, sorry, nothing personal. We'll, we're going to Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go there thinking they're going to win because three times in the last year and a half, they have. Now, Chiefs fans could say, yeah, but, or you can point to the extenuating circumstances. Every game could have been yours. You're right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. None of them are blowouts. Nope. But there aren't many teams that I think look at the Chiefs eye to eye and don't have doubt. And Cincinnati doesn't have that. And that's what makes it such a fascinating game. Um, and such a chance for for the Chiefs because if the Chiefs if the Chiefs land like a knockout blow and 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 kick their butt, yeah, then that's that's an eye opener. Could happen, yep. could happen, yes. but it won't happen because Cincinnati goes there not knowing or wondering. There's no, zero, <laughs> zero of that and that bunch. And um, that's exact same thing with San Francisco as they pack up and head east to go to Philly. That's 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 the beauty of this weekend. Is it's um. I feel like two teams, two fan bases, two head coaches and coaching staffs on Sunday night will be like shocked that they're not that they don't have another game. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be bad. It's going to be really, really hard to see the losers of these games because all four of these teams can win a Super Bowl. No, no doubt in my mind. And, And I don't and I don't think that happens a lot. I agree with that, too. I I don't I don't think like last year at this point, I don't think people thought Cincinnati can win the Super Bowl. Well, not certainly not before they went to Arrowhead. I mean, they were yeah, massive dogs, and it felt like, wow, how they like the after Tennessee- Kansas City, what they just did, the Buffalo. And yeah. I just want to go rewind here because the Chiefs. You talk to people around them. This is exactly they could not have drawn this up better. Obviously, they would want their quarterback healthy, but to to get back to this point and this team be the team that they would beat to go to the Super Bowl, they 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 couldn't have asked for a better situation. And on top of that, the Bengals, the Bengals, before the Hamlin injury, the Bengals have were that game was circled on their calendar for over a year because they knew the opportunity they had. They know that everybody loves the Buffalo story and Josh Allen, this and that. They had that game circled forever because they knew that was finally going to be the time where they could show people on national TV one game only, that they could go at the Buffalo Bills and get them. Now, look what they just did last week. they That's what they wanted. And, and then look at this road for Cincinnati. You have to beat your nemesis in the division in Baltimore, and you got the unbelievable effort out of the Ravens that night. You get it done. Now you got a ton of confidence because you you don't think the, the, the Bills' defense is anything close to Baltimore. You go there and do it. 
and look who look where you are again. And that that's what's just great because in the NFC, you got two teams that are gonna hang in there for 15 rounds. This one is going the distance. Ollie Frazier. Yes. And Ollie the other Foreman, side, whatever. You, go ahead. You got teams that respect each other, but they can't wait to go at each other because this is exactly what they've wanted. They these two teams have wanted each other for a long time. Yeah, and there's a and there it's a really, really short list in the AFC for Kansas City of, of of sort of you're in our food group. And I think it's the Bills and the Bengals. Those are the two teams that they see as being because because those are the two teams that have beaten them. Mm-hmm. You know, Bills got them the last two regular seasons. So is Cincinnati. Yep. So here we are. Now, you said we have to talk about that. As someone who played football, I did not. Help, help me understand the, 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 the philosophy behind the formation that would have Zeke snapping the football um, and then a pass to the smallest human on their team. Uh, it, it was, we call it pitchy, pitchy, woo, woo. I think that was more pitchy, pitchy whoops. Mm-hmm. Um, there was we didn't get to the pitchy pitchy um it was just a, a abject catastrophe mm-hmm. um what what were we what were we looking at there scheme wise Steve I don't think we handled prepping and and practicing that play with all possibilities that could happen didn't I rep, know didn't rep I, that one didn't I, rep it they repped it but they didn't realize what the other team could do and we saw it because I think it's there, and I've talked whoa. about. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hot take. You t- hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm all day long. America's been ha- has been ha- ha- uh, howling at this play. Mm-hmm. Stanford Steve is here to tell you it was there. I think there is a version of this. And I've talked about it forever. Get the offensive line out of there. You need guys that can make guys miss. So. What is going to happen here? You are going to throw that slant, and everybody is going to converge to the middle of the field. Now you lateral it to Zeke, and he makes a decision. He's got two blockers on outside the hash. Which side is more open? He throws it out there, and we go down the sideline. And I have to dig this up because people won't remember it, but there is a play at the end of the Florida State-Auburn National Championship. Auburn is... So close to breaking pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo for a national title win. It is right there. And I think the kid flubbed the ball or he, or he, or he tripped. But they drew it up perfectly. Um, and I know somebody will go out there and, and find the, the version of it. But it's that close. But I do appreciate the concept of trying to change it up. But Zeke got to get out of the way um, because he got manhandled and credit to San Francisco's defense. Well, nobody in the middle of the field, we're going to pressure where the ball's coming from. And they just said, Zeke, you're not going to be a part of this play. So uh, take a uh, seat right here. He was, he was not. No, good snap though. Good snap. Okay. Well, and and he was snapped Uh, and it was just, look, that, that allows that last minute of, of go ahead. We go back though. Of course. Okay. If we're going to talk about this, it starts and ends with the quarterback. Because he wasn't there's they could not win with the way he played yesterday. And You're I talked exactly about how right. good the offensive line played. They gave him protection. He had open throws. He didn't come close. Nope. The two picks are terrible. The almost third pick is a game ender, and Greenlaw just drops it. Yeah, that's a but pick six. First down, 
you're backed up in the end zone. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, Armstead, Armstead was even more shook up that he had the ball in his that should have been his safety. Yeah. I, I, Armstead just got caught off as much as anybody because it's like he still has the ball and I could tackle him right here. Like <laughs> that was I, right from there. I'm like, this is this is toast, man. He he he's just he's not locked in. And well, uh, Dalton Schultz has got a chance to go out of bounds. I don't yep. like that rule. If you go out of bounds to me, you should, you should be, you're out of bounds. Like it's nope. the, it's the ball carrier's responsibility to get out of bounds. I mean, and then you're, you're winding it. That that's, I don't like that. That's me. And then he's Schultz is unable to drag his foot at the 40, which changes what you could, what you could mm-hmm. do because Dak, you know, roll him out. He just throws it eight miles and sees what happens. Um, but this, I'm not even talking about the end game. Like this, no, 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 to, that's what to, I'm saying. To me, to Go me, back the, to the, the last, beginning. Yeah, the last play of the game is funny to laugh at. Ha ha. And you guys, you want you all of the folks that want to nitpick McCarthy and game management and decision. Okay, fine. Four wasn't good enough on Sunday. No. Not good enough. But the thing, and I've written one big thing for one for the show uh, that that everyone in media and I understand and appreciate why people do this. We all need content. The Cowboys are content. But I, I can't participate in the sort of year-end post-mortem of what happened. What happened is who they are. This is what they are. They, they don't win, okay? Now, winning's really hard, but this is what they do. And maybe it's worse because they aren't garbage by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, they're very competitive most years. And they get to the playoffs quite a bit. And then they lose. Mm-hmm. And so that is probably incredibly frustrating for a passionate fan base. It's obviously frustrating for Jerry Jones. But when you're the owner, GM, president, as I joked in our show meeting, you know, he's the guy with his finger in the soup later in the day going, hey, why does our soup taste like finger? <laughs> because you can't help it. You can't help but be in there and mess around with all, with all of it. And they're they're close. But. But it, I saw so many different conversations turn into, you know, do you get rid of McCarthy? Do you get rid of Dak? And do what? Get the magical coach that's that's yeah. going to win it? Get the magical quarterback that's going to win these games? It's a coin flip, mostly. Although Cincinnati, Kansas City, and uh, San Francisco are making return trips to the divisional championship round, which shows that they're, it can be done. Uh, obviously, it happens every year. But there are some... There are some there's some organizations that are in their path, um, and maybe that's even more frustrating that feel new, right? Philadelphia has reinvented itself. They they won a Super Bowl and have reinvented right themselves. in front of their face, right? So that's that's the proof right there. Now, look, you've got proof in Washington. Very similar situation. A very involved owner, really good back in the '80s and '90s. Haven't been good in a long time. Dallas has been much better than Washington has, but it's been a while since they've been on the biggest stage. The Giants, same kind of deal. They haven't been on the biggest stage in a little bit, although they had obviously great runs in the, in this decade when they knocked off the Patriots a couple times. But Phillies must be infuriating because they won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. That coach now coaches Jacksonville. You've had a total organizational reset. Now they've got their franchise quarterback identified in Hurts. They've got, got an incredible roster, and there they are in the, in the NFC Championship game. So it can happen. It's just hasn't for you guys. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know what barring Jones totally pushing back and allowing others to run it, which is never going to happen. Why people would expect any result to be different than than the last. It's just he's the continuity. That's it. I get the, the what is it? The low hanging fruit is McCarthy. I don't agree with that. I thought that team was plenty prepared yesterday. 
I thought their defense battled their asses off against a really tough offense uh, to to scheme against, and they dictated early. Uh, Purdy doesn't like to to roll to his left, and they he he got antsy early and had to do it a couple times. He Go threw ahead. he threw a ball that, that could have been picked by Diggs. That would have been the very same type of thing that yep. happened when Dak got picked by um, Warner, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you're in the red zone and. Purdy threw one that hit Diggs in the hand. Now it yep. deflected off Barr's shoulder pad, I think, which changed the trajectory. Um, but if, but if, da- if Dallas like, is able yeah, to twelve squ- yards later, it hits him in the chest. Right. If Dallas is able to squeeze that man, that's a that's a gigantic play, uh, which isn't held against Purdy, and unfortunately doesn't help Dallas. But that that they played every, they played well enough to win, and I'm sure that's part of what makes it a really difficult Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I just I think do I think spending a great deal of kind of mental capital on a Monday following a cow- end of a Cowboy season about what they're going to do. Oh. Almost certainly the same thing Look next in the year. Some, some di- it'll be some some different variety of the same kind of flavor. Um, they'll be good. They'll be popular. They'll be talked about. They'll rate incredibly well. And um, look, one of these years they'll break through. They've got talent. The Pollard injury was massive for them. It totally changed what they were on offense, I think. But, but um, the, the interception... Going no, in no, before right. the half, that right. that is, you know exactly what you're going to get defensively you, from San Francisco because you're going to get the ball first in the second half. Yes, and you, you even if whatever, maybe that's even if you do miss a field goal, fine. You don't give up three points. Yeah, man, they got three points off that. That that's you're you right. Can't, and I say it all the time, and I know it's whatever. Say what you want. You can't get to this stage in that stage yesterday and not play well and expect to win. You have to take matters in your own hands and dictate. And the Cowboys offense didn't do that. And it starts with the quarterback. He didn't, and, he didn't get crazy. He didn't get sacked a million times uh, in those throws. Uh, you know, Lewis and, and Tim pointed out the throw to uh, was a gallop at the end. You know, he's yeah. wide open. He twists him around. Yeah, uh, with a throw, uh, he's got a clean pocket. Um, you know, the throw to lamb trying to beat Warner down the middle of the cover two. Uh, he's got, I was a T.Y. out wide. I thought it was four verts and look, I mean, yeah, look, looks like guys open. Looked like T.Y. was looked like T.Y. was open. And, and also, know. uh, Zeke's there in a check down, but he went for it. He saw, yeah. he saw a linebacker on his, on his best receiver at that point And he went for it. So it, it sucks, but I, I just, I can't stand the coaching, um, criticism when you have a scheme there and guys just don't execute. And that's what drives me nuts when people are going to take the coaching side of that argument where we are in the right position, we have the right play called, and our guys did not execute. Yeah, man. And you, you know, you extended them 40 40 million a year and your own team Twitter mm-hmm. account sending out that that tweet that was like, What Whoa. was that? I mean, who hit send? Who proofread that? Like, what are we doing? We could have won the game if we didn't turn like, like we yell down the hallway and say, Hey, anybody want to take a look at this before I hit send? I, I just astounding, yeah. an astounding tweet from the tweet came from inside the house. Uh, it wasn't a troll. Okay. So that was football talk here on uh, SV pod Stanford, mm-hmm. Steve. Um, I have an important question that has nothing to do with sports. Are there, are there other topics from the, the world of sports that you've wanted to get to? No. Okay. Like we're about to we're about to pivot hard into some college football, uh, college basketball. I beg your pardon. Uh, getting 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 to that point, okay. Where where we're um, 
you know, um, starting to get into the depth of conference play. You get to February. That's when you really get to the, mm. good, the good stuff. At some point, I want to I want to do a deep dive on the Boston Bruins because all they do is win games. We had a side by side of um, like the the, the the historical comparison is some team from the twenties that was also the Bruins, where they had a goalie named Tiny. Tiny. He didn't have a mask. A handsome shock of hair. I'm thinking, <laughs> imagine what Tiny's life was like. Nineteen twenties. You're a goalie. Like, what do, we, what do you do all day? I don't know. I just that's fascinating to me. They they win a lot, but I, I know I think I think mostly where we are is here. It's mostly the football stuff. Yeah. So there you go. But I have a really important question. Um, mm. I want you to think about this one before you answer. Would you rather? Oh boy. Right. So, I was Spencer Hall tweeted something out today and it was this article from like 2005 about a guy that like did a deep scuba dive into some cave and naturally because i'm a perverse sick individual i started thinking what would it be like like in the depths of the ocean where there's just absolute darkness and you're scoot you're down and, and you're breathing this compressed air and you're i i couldn't do it like i would freak out then i thought well, what would I rather do, that or climb Mount Everest? So, Stanford, Steve, would you rather climb Mount Everest or scuba dive to the deepest, darkest cave in the, I don't know, ocean? I'm going to find out where this was. Would you rather scuba dive into the into the deepest part of the ocean that you could find or climb the tallest peak on Earth? And you have to do one. That's what would you Can rather Can I add do? something to this? Nope. No, that makes that, it harder. No, well, look, I mean, I mean, sure, like carrying a goat. I mean, what do you want no. to say? Like, or jump out of a plane? I, I plane a hundred times out of a hundred. Really? I you do it. Heights. I yeah, but I do it. I poop my pants. We land. I change my trousers and I carry on. <laughs> the the ocean part, I, I, it would be claustrophobic. It would be terrifying. I would be. The whole time I would be thinking I'm going to die, which maybe jumping out of a plane, same thing. But and then climbing the, everything I've read about about Everest. I mean, it's just all the base camp and the oxygen and the cold and the bit like that's 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 a way more involved thing. But maybe it's not as scary as diving to the to the bottom of the ocean. I'm asking you, Steve, which one? I know, I'm, 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 there's a lot of elements involved here, bro. Yeah. OK, you got like you the got element water. You're talking dark and caves and like that i am talking um, about that yeah i would i'd go everest you're climbing mount everest i could train for it okay that's um i know people have done it so here's the article that spencer hall tweeted if 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 if, if spencer i mean the minute he kind of recommended it or retweeted it i just i just liked it so i can go read it it's called yeah. raising the dead the article is tim zimmerman okay. and it's let me read the, the lead for you. At the bottom of the biggest underwater cave in the world, diving deeper than almost anyone had ever gone, Dave Shaw found the body of a young man who had disappeared 10 years earlier. What happened after oh, Shaw no. promised to go back is nearly unbelievable, unless you believe in ghosts. I read that and I'm like, well, hell yeah, I'm reading this. But again, I guess it's, would you dive to the bottom of the deep, biggest underwater cave in the world or climb the tallest peak in the world. And you said you'd climb Everest. At least I could see when I'm going up Everest. You're talking deep water, dark. No way. Yeah, no I started. Way. I got into. I got into a paragraph here where it was just you're 88, 886 feet 
the decompression bit. You get the bends. No, just, no, I, no. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that. But then I, I have no chance of, of climbing Everest either. None. I like to sleep comfortably. <laughs> yeah. I like. A I can't I need, believe you would jump out of a plane. Again, it would be over quickly. I would, I would get just obliterated on drugs. Okay. Okay. I would take some comp, something like give me an e-bomb something. Although I can't think, I don't know if that's a good combination. No, probably not. That might, I might die off of that. Get what you happened? A- what happened? Get- Van Pelt took a bunch of ecstasy and jumped out of a plane <laughs> and his heart is, where heart, is he? We don't know. Uh, his heart and his brain melted simultaneously. Why did he do it? Like, cause he didn't want to deep water dive or climb <laughs> Mount Everest. What are you talking about? That's a whole big thing. Steve, Steve made it happen. No, but honestly, the, the plane bit, uh, I, it just feels like it would. it's over so much more quickly. Uh, I don't like yeah. heights. I don't like heights. And plus, you'd probably be attached to someone's back. Oh, so no, this is solo. You oh, got, I'm solo? You got to pull the string at the right time. Like, you got to be. All right. Now, see, now you're up in the ante on me. <clears throat> yeah. Is what you're doing. But and as you should, because, I mean, again, what we're talking about is caves and mountains i'd have to learn what to do and then then i'd be afraid like i'd pull the string and it would rip or something and now Mm -hmm. what a way to go right Mm -hmm. i'm spinning uncontrollably and i know that soon it's just gonna be it's gonna be spin art and i'm it (laughs) anybody remember that you put a little piece of paper on this thing and it would whiz around you take paint and go dink and you put like a little like little dots of it and it would make a really cool uh paint thing Nice. I think about I think about that. Yeah, that was back in like the seventies. Yeah, I think about like my, if, that's before my time. Yeah, see if Charlie had that, it would, he'd he'd weaponize it. It would be <laughs> he'd some somehow it would end up going awry. Mm. Um, yeah. So there we go. Uh, some football talk, and I Steve's climbing Everest. I'm jumping out of a plane, which wasn't on the original. That list. was not planned by any means. Well, I'm. But think about it. Think about what if if. If you ha- if you had to go do you had to go to the bottom of the ocean like mm-hmm. that or, or a lake or something in the dark no way and it's a cave Steve that's what I'm saying how no. claustrophobic think of I started thinking about it and it gave me the heebie-jeebies so bad yeah so whatever you do don't think about it anymore like I did Good. I got one on the way up here we go soup power rankings ooh. We went out the other night. Yeah, we had dinner like grown-ups. Had dinner, got a nice meal, mm-hmm. and you went lobster bisque. I sure did. And you went. It wasn't a cup. It was it was larger than a cup, but it wasn't a bowl. Correct. So is lobster bisque your one seed? A really good cream of crab, Maryland. With with lump crab meat and a, and a and a perfect dusting of Old Bay on top, so you like the cream crab better than regular Maryland crab. That the red base sort of vegetable soup, all that is is vegetable soup with Old Bay and a chunk of and some crab in it. I that do. I, is, I, that thing is money. It's delicious. Oh man, delicious. But yes. I think I think a a very well done cream of crab with generous generous helpings of back lump lump back fin mm-hmm. um that to that's to me is number one now see the key with with a bisque you got to have the it's it's a very thick heavy 
got to thread the needle because too much of that and your dinner yeah. comes and you're I, like, cannot participate. What happened? I had a bowl of bisque. My Might insides to, are already coated. Might have to go to the John. It's 50 50. You like you can't you cannot get like a, a, a big a generous helping of bisque followed by steak and sides. No, no. But this particular, you know what? I'll give them a pop. I mean, it, 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 they're all over the place. We were in we were at a Capitol Grill. It's a yep. lovely spot. They took good care of us, and they had the exact correct portion of bisque because it was more than a cup, less than a bowl. And when I got done, I thought garçon. I would do another of these, but then I knew, no, 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 that would be too much. Mm -hmm. So it was the, just the, the amount, the proper bisque serving should be, I, I want more, but I know I can't have it, mm -hmm. but I would say a lobster bisque is behind a cream of crab. Okay. Maybe, maybe behind a, 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 a very well done Maryland crab. And I'm trying to think of what soups are we missing on here? Well, I'm 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 biased to clam chowder. Don't like so, it. Yeah, so you're you're not a clam guy. No, because it's you're a the, crab guy. Correct. Now I Got for it. now and this is I'm not gonna try to yuck your yum, as they say, but I just I, I find that clams there's a it's a consistency thing. It feels kind of chewing on like a little rubber rubbery piece of something. That's the what, difference though, is like in Connecticut, what how much crab you guys eat down here is mm -hmm. how many clams we eat up there. That's it's an it's a it's an upbringing. We ate clams every single way, Under, and that's fine. And I, so, I respect that. Okay, but you Second. guys don't put you guys don't take your state flag, put it in the take a clam outline and put your flag in it and put it on your bumper sticker the way we do down here. It's sort of an identity here. It's really an odd. I, it's an I, odd phenomenon in Maryland. I've talked about your people's love for the flag. I. And crabs. It. I just don't get it. Oh, yeah. And, and if you can marry the two. I love the crabs in, in, in the Maryland flag. That, that's right. a great bumper sticker. <laughs> we That's a real thing. You think Steve's making That's what we do here. People so walk around with hats. The same thing on it. You're like, damn, Van Pelt's soup ranking was really heavy on the crab. It sure is. <laughs> sure is. So, all right. Okay. Things I what? didn't expect to cover at the end of, at the, end of the pod. All right. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. One last thing. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Um, we had decisions to make. We were talking steak, and you went, you went fillet. I did, and then the specials came around, and there was a bone-in fillet. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I did bone-in fillet is because it had more ounces, and I wanted more steak. I can eat, I could eat thirty-two ounces of steak easily at a dinner. It's not a problem. Nope. But I didn't. I went bone-in fillet, and then I gave you the bone. Correct. That brought back memories. Otis was brought up. We we're talking about that. Yep. How did how did the how did the new the new stallion enjoy the bone? The new hound, uh, Red, aka uh, Redding, the new Rhodesian Ridgeback that uh, is our guy. Uh, it was I made a big production out of it because see, and it's interesting. I, I think dog owners will relate to this. You 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 do this weird weird. You just do this thing. You just Oh, Otis used to do this because well, that's what your dog used to do. Yeah. And so we'd come home from going out to dinner and I would order whatever had bone in so I could give Otis the dog the bone. Come home. All you had to do is take the bag and crinkle it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You take the bag and go. Crink, crink. 
here you'd hear and then running down and that tail was going and just look at me. He knew that he knew the routine. Didn't have to jump. He was a veteran. Like there'll be no jumping. Yep. There'll be no just drooling, just straight faucet of drool. And I'd sit down in this chair and I just I have to hold it because you can't let a Ridgeback's jaws could crush it like a hydraulic press. And then they swallow it. Correct. So you have to. Well, you don't have to, but I do. I'm holding on to both sides of the bone while Otis, the dog, you better have gloves it. on. Now, see, that's the thing. <laughs> Otis and I had gone through the routine so much that he would very delicately go through the process because he knew the deal. Now, Red is five, six months old. He doesn't know what's up. All he knew, I think he might have the most powerful nose on earth because he knew immediately when you walked in. Know, well, I don't know what the deal. I don't know what's in that bag, but I need to find out. Wow. Post haste. He was. But see, he's jumping around all crazy. And I said, just relax, fella. But he's very diligent. He's very obedient. He sat down. He mm. knew something good was going to happen. Drool and coming then, out. Then yes. Very quickly. <laughs> I'm holding this in front of him. And now, as opposed to the veteran who had gone through this for many, many years, he was in full on attack mode. I'm holding on to this bone. It was in, it was a significant piece of a bone from yeah. the bone in fillet. But he wasn't going at it gently. He was just housing this thing and trying to rip it from me. And it sort of was a fight. But then slowly but surely, he figured out, oh, wait, there's good stuff in the middle. Mm. And then and then after we got rid of what was on the bone, the meat, and put it in the trash can. And then, then we had to kind of guard the trash can because he was trying to figure out how to get in. And it's one of those things that's like built in an island, right? So it's he yeah. can't do it, but he's sort of clawing at it because the smell was just so enticing. Mm. So we just finally had to take it and throw it, you know, throw it out of the garage. Outside. But uh it it went well. I pre- that was Good. well, well, well done by you. Very uh, kind to order the bone in. And so now I I think from now on, you know, when we come home from a meal that involves a steak, that we'll 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 give Red a chance to uh that's great to attack. I should have started with this because I don't know. By now, only the Eagle fans will still be listening. But in retrospect, yeah. maybe I should have watched the game with the Giants because they maybe they would have invited me to their little party. Wow. Mm. A little get together of Eagles fans last wow. week to celebrate. And uh, everyone was there, including one half of this pod. <laughs> Not me. Not me. Big fellow was invited. Now, in fairness, in fairness to those fans, I, I, I do. I do say no a lot. Yeah. It's kind of my rep. Saturday nights and you with the fellas doesn't really register. Well, I, 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 um, putting kids to bed in my house is a process. It, it's a lengthy process and it's involved. And if I tried to tap out, I don't know how it would go. Also, I kind of fall asleep a lot with each kid (laughs) sort of creature of habit. But again, just in retrospect, you know, uh, I think, if the giant fans had I been in Cabo mm. or in Vegas or in Chicago, you'd still be in Cabo. <laughs> yes, I would. But I'm pretty sure my G-men friends would have just, mm. even if they thought they were going to get a no, I think they might have just given me the courtesy of, hey, fellas are coming by. I'd love to have you. I totally agree with that. Didn't happen from the Eagles fans. Nope. Um, rowy, so, rowy, so, bad. I so go was, Niners. Rowie bad. That was Rowie bad. 
made me feel like an ass. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 they're totally, they were totally right not to invite, but you know, it stings it's like you get popped in the nose, like mm. kind of eyes water a little bit. So, all right. Extended play here at the back end. Yeah. Uh, speed pod with the uh, very popular here in Montgomery County, Stanford, Steve. I am the less popular Scott Fampel. We appreciate you being with us for SV pod. Y'all have a great week. We will catch you next week.